Hello and welcome to Bravo, Bravo, Epping Bravo. <laughs> oh my God, that was so matter of fact. How art thou, Nathan? I'm good. It's weird not being able to see you. I know. So we're in lockdown. So Nathan yeah. is at home. That's right. And that's why I was a bit, <laughs> a bit out of thought. What the start. F's going on, right? I'm just, yeah, in bed looking at my dog instead of looking at you. I, I was going to say, is, is Chino there? Yeah, he's loving it. Oh, Best so week of his life. I know, right? How's working from home? Do you have anything to do? We're not that busy. Right. Um, I, I enjoy it, but yeah, you really need to like make sure you get up and shower and yes. like walk the dog yes. and try and have that routine. Otherwise, you just get so thrown out of whack. I know. You get to that point where you're like, do I need to shower today? Did I shower yesterday? I know it's gross, right? Roni, 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 episode eight, A Harlem Night. What did you think overall? Yeah, it sure was. I thought it was boring. Yeah, me I too. Mean, I mean, I liked Bashan. What yeah, Bashan seems fun. She does seem fun, and I kind of get why her and Ramona are friends. Oh, but, totally. Because Bish just wants to have fun. So does Ramona. And I kind of get they it. Don't, yeah, sorry, go. I was going to say, yeah, they don't want to be <laughs> lectured to or have a history lesson from Ebony. No, and I look, I love Ebony, but even I'm going, oh, love it's like it's like it's too much. It do, just went on too long. Don't invite me to an event and then try to sell me Amway. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's too much. It's it, it. Look, I don't mind it. I actually thought that stuff was really interesting. You know me. I was you know yeah. very always very studious, but at the same time, just like Ramona says, give me a freaking agenda so I know when the fun can begin. Like if I know I what's coming dinner. <laughs> At first. I know. know. Bishes are hungry. And I kind of get it. Ramona's like, I'm at an age where I need to suck the fun out of it, like, or suck in the fun, because I don't know how many years I got. (laughs) You know? She's too old to learn new lessons. Well, apparently not, because she's getting her real estate license. So, you know, I think she's going to (laughs) be... Epic to watch. I hope she does get on the million dollar listing. She's just oh, going to be a hot it. mess, and I'm here for it, right? Yeah. Okay, so totally. we should just jump into it because they just jumped into it, which I did appreciate. Instead of, I mean, don't get me wrong, you get the little the little tidbits of them getting ready, but we're going straight to this Harlem night event that Ebony's, oh, excuse me, Ebony K Williams is putting on. <laughs> Ebony K. Williams. Ebony K. Williams. Ebony K. Williams. Uh, Okay, so first cab off the rank for me was we meet Bashan. She's in the car with Ramona. Her lower third is Ramona's friend, so she's not a full-fledged cast member yet. But if the first first episode's anything to go on, I reckon next season she'll be a full-fledged housewife. Yeah, I agree. We can't do this just five wives thing. It's just, it's not enough. No, it's not enough. And Heather was just not enough for me either. And I think we need more friends of, because then like Leah can skip a cast trip and go be with her dying grandmother. There wouldn't be that pressure on her. I know. How good if, would how good would Bashan have been on that cast trip? Uh, she, better than Heather. Is You're she, right. Is she going to Salem? I fucking hope so. Yeah, I think she is. Yes. I can't wait for Salem. We need it. As much as I love New York, mm. 
Being in the city this season has been what's been stagnant. I know. I, look, we knew it was coming, which was why we were really happy to stay in the Hamptons, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Anywho, apparently these two met um, with, uh, during the summer. Um, they have mutual friends. I mean, come on. You know what? Bullshit. Yeah. Mutual friends are producers. We know that. They yeah. know that. Stop yeah. lying to us. I know. I know, right? And I do love all the little death scenes or the almost death scenes of them trying to get into the venue with the stairs. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Ramona's <laughs> like, yeah. is there an elevator? <laughs> Sonia's like, she might have to spend the night because she's not going to be able to get it back up the stairs. I thought that was cute, right? I don't know. They were all freaking out over just some stairs. And there wasn't even that many. There was like Bitch, six stairs. <laughs> you tried doing it in heels in the dark. Honestly, <laughs> it's not easy. Honestly. <laughs> they all handled it. They did because they're pros. Um, Ebony's got her girls out. And so Sonia sees this and decides that it must be a special occasion. They all meet Bashan. Um, look. Pretty pretty quickly, they gather for a group photo and Ramona decides uh, to say that it bothers her that all the white people are on one side of the shot and all the black ladies are on the other side of the shot. And I gasped. I was not expecting them to think that it was funny. Me too. They were all like, oh, good for Ramona for noticing these things. But I was like, what? Like, was why like- would you notice these things? I know. And Leah with her anti-segregation police comment, that was funny. But... Pretty much they all realise that it's pretty quickly because Ramona then um, tells the person taking the photo to, to take the photo vertically for the gram. So it's all about the gram. And Ooh, yeah. I thought that was like when they all chilled out, the fact that they thought it was funny, I was like, oh, okay, cool. We can move on. This is nice. Um, yeah. But then I was really bothered by Ebony's gifts for them because. Oh, I, I love individualised candles. I thought that was classy. I just. If someone's giving you a beautifully elaborate boxed gift and that person <laughs> is not the poor and you open it up and all it is is a feckin' candle, I mean, come on. I mean, Yeah, I see what you're saying. There's in other people fucking like, Utah, they got, in Utah, they got personalised fucking Louis Vuitton headphones. I mean, I'm sure they were fake, but no, actually, I'm sure they weren't fake. You know what I were mean? Were they from Jen Shaw? No, they were from the other one who lived in the closet. Oh, the crazy one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the pastor, pre- whatever. Right. I can't remember her name now. I wish I could, but, you yeah. know, we've only Mary. had one. Mary. Oh, God, you're good with the names. I'm terrible <laughs> with the names. Uh, yeah, like, I, Mary gave I see what you're saying. I would have loved a candle, but, yeah, these rich bitches Look, give me something better. I love a candle. Absolutely, I would be very happy to have a candle. But I don't hang out with millionaires. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the the description of each and every one of them, it went on too long. Oh, it was a bit much. It was just a bit – I have no problem that that happened. My issue is it wasn't entertaining TV, so I think that producers should have cut it out. This whole episode yeah, was pretty much – Yeah, or less of it. Yes, that's all I'm saying. I mean, we could have just skipped straight – to Ramona leaving and Bashan going, um, asking the ladies, what do they think about a micro penis? Do you know what I mean? Oh, I love that. I, I love the timing of it. Just as Ramona leaves, Bashan's like, woohoo. I know. And, but I mean, it was pretty classic Ramona demonstrating her vertigo, I which know. no one was buying, right? Who like, she's always. 
wants got to, to elaborately set up her exit. Who? It's just again. I've said this before. It's like she has the lying skills of a four-year-old. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> remember just when she wanted say, to get out of the Berkshires and she was in the forest, saying like it was bringing back trauma and stuff. And she, <laughs> she, she like willed herself into actual PTSD. I mean. I was kind of buying that from Ramona in the bushes at the end. I was like, bitch, you are literally taking yourself to a painful place just to get the fuck out of Dodge. Meryl streeping it. I know. <laughs> Full measure. I love it. Oh, my God. I mean, we have skipped a little bit, but at the end of the day, like, that's pretty much the best part of it, right, was when one, when yeah. Ram- Ramona does a little panto of her, of her vertigo <laughs> And then Bashan going, asking the ladies, like, right, so what would you think about dating a guy like her friend who has a small penis, not only in length, but also in girth? Four inches and skinny. It's all about the girth. Come on. Four (laughs) inches and skinny. Wow. So, how do you feel about that? I mean, all penises are beautiful. (laughs) Wow. You really are gay. All penises matter. No, they don't. No, uh, they do not. <laughs> they there, do There are some not. ugly penises out there. They yeah, really are. Yeah. I mean, I don't – look, speaking from someone who has experienced a micro penis, it's not fun. It's but not fun. Is, like, and it's honestly, you're so like, is this really what I think I'm seeing? That Look, I kind of blocked it out and, I, and it's a very fuzzy memory. And guy was a double su- take. guy was such a good kisser. I feel bad because you can't control whether or not you have a micro penis. Like you can control you, other things. Like correct. it's not their fault. No, it's not their fault. You'd, you'd want again. To, it's you'd like want getting a candle from a. It's like getting a candle from a rich person, basically. Exactly. It really is a, <laughs> it, a small little candle. I know. A tea light. Like at least in the gay world, like if you've got a micro penis, then like okay, then you can be the bottom. Exactly. Then you don't have to help. Wow. Uh, in the straight in the straight world, I guess it's different. It's it's devastating. Look, <laughs> it's it is devastating. It's just like it ruins your whole night, and then you've got to <laughs> oh, it's awful. Recounting my youth, but anyway, um, I love Sonia. Oh, you can work with that when she says four inches and then Bashan had to literally hold up a pinky finger to give Sonia perspective. I loved that. I love that. Sonia could work with any penis, I feel. She She could. She could do it. She could. Again, this is another way that Sonia Rita could make money. You know, (laughs) write a book on that. I mean, and then, needs a toaster oven. I know, exactly. And then Luann, people say you can't have it all, but I will die trying. I did think that was funny. I don't know why. I'm giving Luann a pass for that one. Yeah. She's, she I mean, gives Luan, us a lot. She's given us so much in past seasons. But in past seasons? This season? I don't know. I was listening to a pod, I can't remember which one, and they made a comment that potentially next season – they could do without Luann? Because we know there's a shake-up, right? We're hearing rumblings that there's a shake-up, just like in Dallas mm. where, like, half of them are staying, half of them are going. Yeah. Like, because if well, we I keep mean, Sonia and Ramona, which we have to, they're a package mm-hmm. deal, mm-hmm. does that mean Luann's out? And I, I mean, is this like, I'd say keep her and bump her to friend of. She was great when she was a friend of. I don't remember. I forgot that she was a friend of one season. What I think it was, was the season with Aviva and the leg. I mean, yeah. Look, we Aviva gave us so much. 
And yeah, I think Luann's great when she's a mess. When she's a spiral, yeah, she's fantastic. Put it's her in the bushes. I know. Get her arrested. Amazing. Is this the death of housewives when you become sober? You become sober, they <laughs> kick you out. Like, is this what we're doing to these poor women? That's why, I, like, Leah has that thing where she's like, oh, I'm sober, but I can have a drink if I want. So, yeah, like, right. Like she, she's, 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 she's keeping us with breath that's baited. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, that's pretty much all I got for that scene. What about you? It was Same. a long fucking scene, but they were the good bits. Disappointing. Yeah. That- they they built up Harlem so much, but then it was just them sitting down. And like I think I, again, that's I know it's thing. COVID, but come we on. didn't get to experience Harlem with them. And you know, Harlem, from what I understand, is so well known for its out of the like you know sort of hole in the wall restaurants that are amazing and and clubs mm-hmm. and you know music scene etc. You know, even Luann alluded to that that she used to go out out nights with Jacques in Harlem all the time. And it, as you said, COVID, no, we can't experience it. But there wasn't even any B-roll of Harlem. It was just that feckin' restaurant and the signage out the front of said restaurant and the stairs. It's like, can we... And how has Ramona not been there before? Like, she's lived in New York all her life, hasn't she? Like, how do you, how do you skip over Harlem? Well, do we need to say it? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Come on. Let, let, I'm, okay. not sa- I'm not saying it. I'm moving on. So next scene, okay. we've, we're out with Leah and Ebony. They talk about the Harlem Nights dinner. Ebony asks Leah what she thought of the night and what she, and whether the ladies really, you know, took it all in. Leah lies and said, yes, it was great. And what else, what else, what else? They basically just talk about about the, you know, things we've spoken about, which is that Ebony doesn't need to be the teacher for all the ladies and, you know, she can just chill out. So that was Leah's roundabout way of telling Ebony, vicious time to have some fun, your night was a dud. I don't think Ebony picked up on that, but anywho. The next scene is Luann with Victoria. Basically, look, in this scene, we're just getting more of Luann um, and her sobriety. We kind of find out the, the years in which... Luann's kids experienced her alcoholism and its negative effects when the same years of age that she experienced that with her dad, which was about 8 to 18. You know, pretty formative damn years, right? Mm-hmm. We're getting a sense that Luann and her drinking has impacted Victoria for pretty much her whole life, right? Oh, totally. I mean, I did love... Obviously, Victoria is very receptive to Luann and her sobriety, and not a lot of people are with a parent like that. So props to Victoria. I I mean, we're not, you know, where's Noel in all this? He clearly doesn't want a bar of it. So who knows? Props to her, but also boring fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay, fine. I didn't write much about it. But, you know, I I didn't write anything. I was dumb. I thought. Done with it. I thought it kind of deserved a mention. It does, but the thing is, it's like we've had this conversation with Luann quite a bit. Right. You know, like, just, I understand sobriety is an ongoing battle. It's a thing for someone in their lives that they have to deal with every day and live with. Yeah. And that's, again, it's just, it's not captivating TV. Right. Okay, well then, moving on. There's Look, there's a scene with Leah and her daughter and... Oh, even more boring. And, like, The yeah. only thing I liked was that this Whitney clearly got glam. Yeah. She looked great. Yeah. And, and there was a... I liked Kiki's bitch cushion. That's it. I really liked the bit where the daughter walks out holding the puppy and I'm like, oh, my God, the puppy's cute. That's all I wrote. 
Puppy stole the scene. Puppy stole and the scene. I was a bit and what you, distracted is this, is this by one? Leah's product placement. I didn't even notice it. Uh, watch it again. She's just holding this can out with the logo out. Really? Like the whole scene. Wow. Never taken a sip. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just, what I found fascinating about this scene, because we've got this admin consultant to help them apply for private high school. I'm like, is this what rich people do? Don't you just fill out the fucking application? Uh, <laughs> no. Honestly, you need to pay uh-huh. someone to do the work to get you in school. How is it's this? It's not even college. It's high school. And how like. is this any different to what were those kids who faked that they were rowers yeah. to get into fucking? Yeah. Come on, this is where it all starts, man. This is where it all starts. Download the application form yourself and fill it out your fucking self. Seriously, <laughs> you know she should be like not paying for that and and you know giving the money to fucking. Um, to Sonia, who needs it. Like, give it to the poor, honestly. Um, right. So then we come to basically the only other scene of the whole episode is Ramona with Ebony at Ramona's house. Oh, like, boy. wow. I mean, look, I my first thought was if there's if all else fails and there's nothing else to film, because I agree, the, the last the, – most of the scenes before that were, like, not even worth a mention. I'm like, they can film the dogs together. Because, you know, the dogs are coming together. That's all we care. Beautiful. Uh, I just, I get so frustrated with Ramona because she's like, I don't want to talk politics. I don't want to talk politics. But I'm like, it's November 2020 in the US. We know why she doesn't want to talk talk politics politics because she's a Trumpist. I know. Well, then just just be a Trumpist. Well, she can't because then it will affect her Instagram followers and she knows it. Yeah. Ramona's setting herself up for being an influencer. Etc. That's what she wants to be. She's all about the gram. Bitch knows how to use Instagram better than me. So, like, <laughs> I don't even know how to, like, fucking find my profile half the time. So, look, Ebony just jumps straight in, asks her about the election. As you said, she doesn't want to talk about the election. So, Ebony says she's using this as an excuse to try to connect with Ramona, which is bullshit. She's not trying to connect with Ramona, but she says, how do you feel about having a female vice president? And Ramona gets up and walks away to get another drink. She literally walks out of the room while her guest is in her living room. And she says... Shit host. I know. She comes back. She tries to change the subject. She tries. She's talking to a dog alone in a bedroom. I know. Like, that well, was so we, funny. We know she's talking to the production team behind the cameras, right? But she's pretending she's talking <laughs> to Coco. I mean, no, this was the second time she walks out when she goes to her bedroom and they film her. The first time she only gets a drink. Then she comes back and she tries to get Ebony to exclaim how proud she is of her because she says, I've looked up the word oh, microaggression. Uh, was it microaggression? Yes. She looked up yeah. the word microaggression and she and literally... And then she kept parroting all of them. She just kept saying them and I was like, stop, stop. I know, I know. I mean, look, when she does go to the bedroom, it's pretty effed up. Like, Ebony's just sitting there in the lounge room waiting for her to come back. And then she comes back with this fucking butterfly necklace oh, saying that it's... Ugly as fuck. I know, saying that it's true. Saying that it's her and her daughter. I'm like... She's like, it's one of a kind. And I was like, every bitch in my primary school had that butterfly necklace. It's not one of a kind. And wasn't your husband like a jewelry maker or some shit? I I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just, she's literally like touched in the head with this necklace. Like, 
again, like a four-year-old who got in trouble comes back and wants to change the subject. But then she deflects. I exactly, but really badly, really, really bad. badly. And she kept- it's acting like she was going to leave, and I was like, it's your house. I know, I know. It's leave. like, just fucking lock up production, I'm going out. It's like, uh, yeah. And, yeah, she says she just wants to have fun, and Ebony says, that's, well, that's your privilege. And, sure, I honestly thought that that was going to sink in, you know, with all the little research no. she's been doing and the uh, the CJ, the Madam CJ Walker. Like, bitch, you watched a show on Netflix during lockdown. God bless. I know. And doesn't she say EJ Walker? I'm like, yeah. And then she's and like, Ebony has to correct her. And then she's like, can't you just be happy that I said that, that I got I close? knew that the first black million, like the first female millionaire was black. I thought Ebony was going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? But no, Ebony was gracious. Ebony was so good. I loved that Ramona's just flapping around her and she's just on the couch, not getting up. She's cool. She's calm. Yes. She's collected. And it was sort of like a power move. Yeah, and I just thought it was really cool how unmoved Ebony was. She was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. You're having this conversation whether you like it or not. Yes. It was great. It was great. I kind of also felt bad. I'm like, I'm wondering, is Ebony like sitting there going, I'm going to consciously remain calm because I have to? You know what I mean? Yeah, I was just maybe. like Because this is the thing. Like we're now saying that this is a little bit boring, but at the same time I'm mm. like, it's boring because she's – having to remain calm to try to get through to someone like Ramona. I don't know. It just It's just seeming a little forced, and I think it's seeming forced because Ebony's conscious of the position that she's in by saying, if I want, to, if I want you to hear me and learn something, I can't necessarily react how I might normally react. But then I'm like, maybe that's just Ebony. And I feel like Ebony's learning because they – she sort of has figured out that you can't really get through to Ramona as much as you try yeah. and any progress is progress because they do sort of hug out of nowhere. They like hug it out like, out of oh. nowhere. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I don't I get think it. Ebony's just like, oh, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> and she also said like, you know, I'm not going to let you kick me out of your home because I know that's where you were going. So that's, yeah, yeah. which I was sitting there going like, you know, Ramona's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. It's like, where are you fucking going to go? <laughs> Like you're gonna you're gonna go to your other home in the Hamptons. Like where are you going, bitch? Gonna go to Tampa or wherever she goes She's in Florida. Probably right? gonna call one of her many many boyfriends in her little black book. Good honestly, <laughs> um, that's basically the episode, right? The we had yeah. we pretty much had two scenes. Like, come on. Yep, I agree. And then next yeah. time we get Sonia and Ebony sit down with the matchmaker. I'm like, yes, I want to see that. For some reason, yeah, I want to see fun. that. Normally, I hate that shit. In Beverly Hills, we get one of those scenes and I did not care for it. But in, I'm hoping in this one, it's not going to be a therapy session. It's going to be fun. And yeah. then they finally go to Salem. Thank God. It'll be so good. I can't wait. I know. Since the Hamptons, we've just had a couple of fillers, so I'm really looking forward to Salem. Ramona and Leah fight. We get a shut the fuck up. You know, I love a shut the fuck up. And <laughs> Leah tells Ramona that she's what's wrong with the world. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. And she's right. She's, Ramona is what's wrong with the world. I know, but we need her on the show. I don't know how I, I don't know how I reconcile myself with that, but maybe uh, I don't have it's to. Hard. It is hard. And, yeah, so that's Roni for this week. And, look, after being made to skip a week, thanks for that, bravo, I wasn't stoked with the episode. So 
I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I wasn't so happy with it. But we did get, you know, we did get the Erica show out of the last two episodes of Beverly Hills. Mm. And my notes pretty much are just all about Erica. So I don't know yeah, about well, you. Where, where are you at with the Erica of it all? Are you believing her? Do you think she's lying? Did she know? Like, where are you at? Um, My heart believes Erica. My head does not. That's where I'm at. How about yeah, you? It just... It's just so fishy. Like the storyline she's trying to push onto us is that Tom was actually like a really cruel person and he didn't treat me right. And I'm like, okay, that could all be well and true. But like why now just before the other revelations and the other court drama and the battles and all that shit? Well, it's yeah. So what I'm trying to do every time she speaks, I'm trying to – extrapolate information from what she's saying. Because we know Erica mm-hmm. to be a calculated speaker, I'm oh, totally. s- I'm sitting there going, and she obviously know, and we know this for a fact, that in the bankruptcy case, Bravo are having to deliver the prosecution any scene or reference where she's in speaking or if someone's speaking about this. So they're not sitting there watching all the episodes. Bravo are having yeah. to give them all that footage. So Give us all that footage. Make make a 10-part special. I, I'd watch it. I know. That's all we need, right? Um, so I'm wondering if everything that she says, she's not lying, but she's obviously not being forthcoming. So I'm literally everything she says, I'm like, oh, what does that mean? What does that mean? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm pretending that everything she's saying is technically the truth, and I'm trying to to reconcile what she's saying with what we're hearing in the press. Because you know that I I listen to Emily D Baker's podcast, so she's this mm-hmm. lawyer who breaks all this legal pop culture stuff down. And so the latest news is that apparently Erica has agreed to testify against Tom. I don't know. I if mean, it's gonna... if I was her, I would too. I'd be jumping ship, like divorce the motherfucker, say he didn't know, say he was yeah, awful. Which is why like, I don't. Th- I mean, look, we all know also seeing the other women when they're on the watch, what happens live. I know Andy's asked them, like, how do you see it? What do you know? That kind of stuff. Or like at least a couple of times. And I know that, like, when Garcelle was on Watch What Happens Live, she's like, where this all unfolded during the show. So as of this episode, we didn't know. So we still it, it does change every every scene. I just don't know where I'm at with her. Me too. And it's just like so she she obviously wanted to divorce him. Yeah. Right? Well that's what she's trying to tell us. Yeah. But as soon as she got back from Tahoe, she was keen to divorce him. Then I'm like, then why are you saying nice things about him when you're with the girls? Like it, Well, she says because she didn't want them to have to keep a secret. Which is crazy. She could also not She's, bring it up. But I she mean- says, okay, so when episode six, the liberation of Erica Jane, so this is when we first find out Erica arrives at Sutton's Parisian party, blah, 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 blah. And she says, I spent a good 30 days closing out certain parts of my life. So we know that she's like, I spent a month doing this. So we know that when she was in Lake Tahoe, she was already planning on leaving. She didn't want to tell them because she didn't want the cat out of the bag. But she didn't have to, but she's there saying, oh, that's what's so great about Tom. Tom does this. He's such a good lawyer. Like, she didn't have to volunteer that information well, because it already strikes as odd because she never talks about a personal life. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm assuming that production have kept those lines in on purpose 
it would be weird. Yeah, I agree. I feel it like would be weird. Like, if they're in Lake Tahoe, like Tahoe, here we go again. <laughs> if they're in Lake Tahoe for like a week or whatever, it would also be weird that during that whole time she doesn't mention him once. So my guess well, is it know. became part of conversation. My guess is it became part of conversation. Like potentially someone else said something about their partner. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm just I'm trying to figure out why she would, just for argument's sake. And the thing is, yeah, she I- still loves the guy. Like she even said, um, he gets out of the car and I said, Love you, babe. Like she still loves him. Like people don't necessarily break up and you'd have no loving feelings for that person. I don't know. But the, the thing is, I don't know if she dumped him because he didn't come and see Chicago because he's a prick or because she knew he was about to get sued. Like, I just I just don't know where, where what's going on. I think it's all of it. I think it's all, all of it. it. Do you know what I really want to know, though? Why uh-huh. did she keep ordering hot toddies? She ordered like five oh hot toddies. Oh, my the past God. Time. Me too. I was going to do like a little time account of all the time she – look, it was, it's a drink of the mo. Maybe it's, I mean, I love a hot toddy, but she's, I was gonna she's ask, really going I've, for it. I've never had one. They sound disgusting, but I hate whiskey, so. Do you know what? I had them. I've never had one until a few weeks ago when I was sick, and my boyfriend came over with, like, all the ingredients. Oh, what a nice guy. I know. It was, they, they knock you out, and that's what's so good about it. What do you mean it. they knock you out? If you're sick, you have it. It just, like, makes you so tired, you pass out. Why does I it make know. you tired? Because it's a hot drink with booze in it. Yeah, and like lemon, like I don't know. And well, lemon. But it makes I know, you sleepy, like, it knocks you out. Oh. So you think that maybe she was taking them for medicinal purposes because it would just make her chill out and fade in the background? Perhaps. Perhaps. You know, so it calm the nerves. See, we've, um, sol- I mean, we've solved that problem. I mean, we've look, solved that problem. I just, I do want to go back to the beginning of the episode when they're at Sutton's. So mm-hmm. I have never been in a room of women and heard like such silence and despair when someone says, I went out and bought a Range Rover. <laughs> I mean, oh, seriously, I know. the gasp. Oh, like too bad, love. It's not like she was getting a Hyundai Excel or something. Like a Range Rover. Isn't that like an $80,000 car? And my first thought was, you know, all the real people in the world just laughed. And second of all, where is she getting money to buy a Range Rover? I don't know. And also, bad idea, Erica. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be buying a Range Rover. Like, I get it she had to give up her Lamborghini, but it's not like she traded in the Lamborghini because it's obviously Tom's Lamborghini. She had to leave it because she knew the courts were a-coming. Yeah, it's like I don't feel sorry for you because you've got a car downgrade. I feel sorry for the poor burned widows and orphans and stuff. I know, exactly. And then the second thing that I couldn't get over in that first scene is when they were freaking out at how delicious looking that fucking wilted pile of lettuce looked. Seriously, if I get invited to someone's house and I get a mushy plate of lettuce, I'd be like, where the fuck's my food? That was bullshit. I'm like, what's with the fucking pile of lettuce, man? Seriously, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, where's the fucking food? Because we know Kaya would have been pissed after downing fucking 20 of those, um, what were they? What did she have? Dumplings. The dumplings. dumplings. Oh, my God, P.S., I've never eaten a dumpling. Oh, really? Well, I've I don't never, think they're overrated. I've you never. try them. Oh, I can't, man. They've got wheat in them. So now oh, you I can't. can't get gluten-free dumplings? I've, I've not seen a gluten-free veggie dumpling before. I fucking need me a mm. dumpling. I reckon <laughs> I'd love them. I reckon I'd love them. And look. 
Speaking of Range Rovers, like who's paying Mikey? Did she when she said I spent thirty days closing up certain parts of my life? Did she turn around and go fuck? I'm going to pay Mikey a year in advance because Mikey was there helping her in a house. And he's not doing that for free. He's not a friend. He is not. He is not doing that for free, dude. Like Horio'd p- pussycat dolls. He's getting pussycat doll money, so he better be getting the Girardi money. But then again, uh, should that money also be going to widows and orphans? Yes, it should. I just want to yeah, know I mean, who's paying her people because that other girl in the scene at, at her at her apparently teeny tiny house is that her assistant? Does she still have an assistant who has employees? I don't know. Yeah, I, I need like, to know all of this. I, I feel like they're trying to make us feel sorry for her, and I'm, I don't yes. feel sorry for her with all of the downgrade stuff. I know. The, I know. When she talks about how Tom can be like cruel and controlling and possessive, and then, then I'm like, oh, getting, I feel sorry for we you. We keep getting those flashes of him like te- basically telling her and LVP to shut up because he's speaking. I'm like, calm down, mate. It's a dinner. It's not court. You're allowed to talk over each other. And do you think this is why he was only ever in like, one group scene because he came off bad? Because he's a cunt and he didn't want to be oh, – he didn't want to be on the show. He wanted her to be on the show, definitely. We all know that she yeah. says he's the one that wanted me on the show. It's like, well, yeah, because you cost him forty grand a month. <laughs> and then the other thing that bothered me is they go outside to have this dessert, this whatever they called it, opera cake. No one ate cake. Eat the uh, fucking, fucking – oh, honestly. They filled up on that wet lettuce. They filled up on the wet lettuce. I mean, look, how do you feel when Erica said that she was the third wife living in that house? I was like, is this why the decor was but ugly? Because it was an <laughs> ugly fucking house. It really was. Even the chapel couldn't save it. Oh, I think that's creepy, by the way. It's not like totally. it's a chateau in France. Calm down. Yeah. yeah it's not even religious. I know, well, obviously not. After that, I'm just going to skip. Look, I, take me back to whatever scenes you want to. I'm pretty much skipping okay. all the scenes and just talking about Erica because they're the only ones that interest me. Yeah. Well, the only thing that really is giving me life at the moment is Kathy Hilton. I mean, she is oh, just an unstoppable force. She really is. I live for her. Like when they're fucking going to this event and she's sitting in that fucking town car with Crystal, bitches filing her nails, talking about maybe I should get like those Kardashian nails. Well, that's what I was picturing when she said those long nails. I'm like, I fucking love, love this woman. Love her. And the fact that she doesn't know Dorit's name and she Uh, thinks she's English. She thinks she's (sighs) English. Last time she called her Dorit. I'm like, I'm here for it. I just love her. Love, love, love her. And when she her. said, um, she said Sutton was a peeping Thomasina. Thomasina. Like that, oh, now I'm calling funny every. Is that? I'm never going to say peeping Tom again. Never. Peeping Thomasina. <laughs> She's a, but she doesn't even say peeping Thomasina. She just calls her Thomasina and then explains <laughs> that it's the female peeping Tom. She just calls her Thomasina. I love that. In reference to her walking in on Crystal Buck naked. I'm just, I'm here for her. She is. Is that the female version of Thomas, Thomasina? Is that, yeah. that standard? Yeah, that is. Yeah, Thomasina. Yeah, it is. So she's technically corretto, but I don't think anyone said peeping Thomasina before. I love it. Living ne- for it. Never in their life. Living for with, it. With the Sutton Crystal thing, like oh. it's going on for so long that I'm on Sutton's side now. I'm Me like, you too. Know what? She did just, 
Okay. She went in, she made a comment, she walked out. It's so, not like she went in there and really oogled you. FYI, we've now kind of moved into the next episode, Defining Women, pretty much. Um, yeah, okay. Because that's, that's kind of where that comes into, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. We have to go back to episode six because when they're at Kyle's and Erica says, oh, by the way, Kyle, I used that oil you gave me. I'm like, what is this fucking THC oil that you put on your privates and it gets you stoned? Sounds great. I fucking want this stuff. And then we need legalization. I know because that sounds great. And then Erica says she's going to give herself ninety days before she goes out for a lot of anonymous sex. I'm like, can the camera follow you on these dates? On these, you know, inverted commas dates. But then, okay, this why is, do you, she's doing the ninety day thing? That's weird. She's just given herself three months, and maybe it's just something to say for so that the women leave her alone for three months because she knows what's coming. So this is what I mean about extrapolating, to, like trying to pass what she's saying to what she means because right at the end of that episode she says um i have so many challenges in front of me and there's so much that these women don't know this is why i'm Mm -hmm. thinking is this a hint hint to you know clink clink i don't know but yeah so yeah pretty much we're yeah sorry go i'm just i'm just so shocked that Rina and and the rest of them are just being so chill and not pressuring her to like divulge everything. I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, because they're tight, they're they're tight, man. And I think yeah. Well, they were they with Denise? Apparently not. They weren't as tight with Denise. I think they've made a pact. If any of us are in legal trouble, we are not going to say anything. I mean, look. We know that they filmed the whole season, right? We know what mm-hmm. Rina's normally like with castmates who are going through it, and we know, oh, great. and we know that they're still friends, which means she didn't do anything to piss Erica off. So I don't think yeah. she's going to say shit, which is very disappointing. Well, hopefully Sutton will, I and feel hopefully like maybe because remember there's that moment in the preview where yes. um, she's like. Where Erica just does the Erica and rage what? thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I can't wait we for it. We need Eileen Davidson oh, friend of. That's we do. We need. we need someone to come in because the only one who's pressing any buttons is Garcelle at this point. The only one who's asking yeah. questions. And, and look, so in this next episode, Defining Women, love, love, love the title because it reminds me of one of my favourite shows in the 80s called Designing Women. Do you, uh, I've heard of it. Never watched it. Oh, Gay Staple, man. It was, oh, so good. Um, anywho, we open this episode with Erica getting into Sutton's fancy-ass car. And I have to say, I'm sick and tired of Beverly Hills and the scenes of the car shopping, the riding oh. around in the cars. Well, who cares? I don't get it. Who cares? I don't get it. I mean, we are Housewives fans. Generally speaking, that means we don't give a fuck about the cars, right? Yeah, I like, know. Do we care? I want to know about your new purse, not about your new car. I don't know why. That's just me. Um, someone does on the street does scream out, don't divorce your husband, which I thought was funny. Um, and Sutton has rented out, what is it, like a day spa for them to get like a little self-care and gives Erica a divorce kit and it's just full of treats basically. Nothing mm-hmm. nothing too spectacular, but there is a bottle of Dominant, whatever. 
Um, better than a personalised candle. Be- well, I mean, the whole fucking pamper thing's better than a personalised candle. And this is apparently what rich ladies do when they get divorced. And I love it. I'm here for it. Erica says that sh- she and Tom have not called or texted. So, um, cause Sutton starts asking her questions. And that's when she says, Erica says, he's mean and utterly dismissive. And she saw that for 22 years. And I'm like, it's the same thing of what you were saying a second ago that they're painting Tom out to be like a massive asshole. Um, Mm -hmm. They do cryotherapy and then into a sauna. And I'm like, right, this is what rich people do when they get divorced. I'm loving it, loving it. Sun asks about Tom not going to see Erica in Chicago and whether that made her mad. And Erica says she was hurt. And in confessional, she says, your wife that you have supported and funded becomes a lead on Broadway and you don't come to the show. And then I have to go out and defend it. Now, do you tell me if I feel loved? What do you think of all that? I don't know what I think about all of that. Is that because you're talking about Erica, right? Yeah. I, the one sticking point for me is just that he didn't come to Chicago. And, yeah. like, I would have divorced him on the spot. Right. Okay. If you're not there opening night, then you're dead to me. Right. And all of the rest of that is After just white noise years? because that's the crux of the matter. After 22 years? Yes. Like, I don't know if I would be so black and white about it. I mean, I would feel I hurt. I definitely would be. I would, feel, nah. I, I would feel hurt. That's her life. She's used to it. That doesn't happen overnight. It's not like you've got this loving, supporting partner and then all of a sudden they do that. They do it over time. It's a manipulation to get you used and that, to. that would have been the, the moment that you could draw a line in the sand. Well, maybe it like was if one If ever you of, needed a moment, yeah, but there it is. Not everyone has light bulb moments like that because they've spent years justifying their partner's behaviour. But anyway, Sutton says she wonders if he regrets that and without skipping a beat, Erica says, no, he does not. She, and then in confessional, she does the whole, my marriage was different to the other ladies. And look, um, she's drawn me in. I'm feeling sorry for her, which... Again, my heart feels sorry for her, and then my head says, no, lady, no. She profited from his crimes. I know, (laughs) and she doesn't seem to be doing anything, and obviously this is potentially elite, like part of her legal strategy. You don't see her turn around going, sell my handbags and give these people some money because then potentially her lawyer's like, no, you can't do that because it's self-incriminating. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Then they go shopping, she goes shopping for Christmas decorations with Rinna and my first thought was, why aren't you going to the Kmart? Why are you going to this ritzy fucking Christmas shop? Stop spending these people's money. Well, there must there must be a turn coming because remember there's like a confessional look where she looks horrible. Yeah. So she must be losing glam soon. She must yeah. be feeling the pinch soon. And it just I hasn't think, happened yet. Yeah, that's the thing. We're seeing we're we're not seeing it in real time. So I get it. I get it. Um. Anyway, she turns around to Rinna and says that Gar- she was at Garcelle's the night before, and Garcelle's like Tom was at a restaurant with some sixty year old blonde lady, and she's like, this isn't the first time I've heard it. So, I mean... It's just so funny as well. Isn't he, like, trying to pretend like he's got Alzheimer's or something right now? (laughs) I know, I know, and we're not seeing any of that, which I'm assuming the prosecution are going to be, like, using it as their legal strategy going, where... Oh, they're they're watching the show and rubbing their hands together. And um, this is why I don't think that... I think that that's, you know, why she's potentially saying, like, I'm leaving him because... 
there was a breakdown in our marriage. So this is how mm. I wonder if she's going to be on that on that saying no, there was no signs of diminished capacity. We'll see, yeah. we'll see. And then she does talk about other stuff because apparently there were rumors that she was dating Scooter Braun and that she was dating her old Dancing with the Stars oh, partner and she's like that's I hate Scooter Braun. What I a know, prick he I know, is. gross, right? Yeah, I'm not ugh. a ugh. Exactly, he's ugh. I'd rather she date Tom than Scooter Braun. I'd rather she date Scott Dizick. But apparently he's taken. <laughs> well, I know he's taken because you know I read the Daily Mail. And look, him and Amelia are still together. Still. They? T- they're still together, man. So, mm. I mean, he was with the other one. What? What's that other beautiful young woman's name? Um, Nicole Richie's sister. He oh, was with- I don't follow the Dizick. Oh, so he... So Nicole Richie's youngest sister, I can't remember her name. She's a model. She's gorgeous. They dated for like him. She and Scott Disick dated for like three years. So is she the one that he has the three kids with? No, he has the kids with the Kardashian. I, I, I'm not a Kardashian. Oh, okay, I love the Kardashian. So he was with the eldest of the Kardashian sisters. Courtney, and they have three children. Um, okay, and then she dumped him because. He was abusing drugs and alcohol for so long and she just got naff of it. They were never married. And then he got cleaned up and – oh, Sophia Ritchie, that's it. So he's dated Sophia Ritchie, Lionel Ritchie's daughter, and she oh, yeah. isn't 19 but she's like the 22 or 23, so very young. Mm. Uh, maybe she's 25, whatever. They dated for a few years and now he's dating Amelia and – it's been a while. Like, when was this filmed? This was filmed last November, November right? Okay. Yeah. They're still dating, so. That's great. I love the, the like, inbredness of, of Beverly Hills. I know, I like know. Just everyone's sort of related and they know each other and they've all dated each other. Like, Harry Hamlin's ex-wives. Like, they've all got interesting backstories. I know. And that's one of the and- things they bring up. Like, even though she's nervous about the relationship, Harry was 28 and he was married to Ursula Anders or... Is it and I can't remember her surname, but you know Ursula, who was a Bond girl, um, and Erica's like Tom was forty four, and I no, she was twenty eight, and Tom was sixty one. So well, I mean that's a bit different. <laughs> I mean, I, if I was Erica, I wouldn't be bringing up Tom into any conversation. Yeah, probs right now. <laughs> not. I mean, they're all like it's a phase. I'm just I agree. Leave it alone. Did you see the other night as well on Watch What Happens Live with Sonia talking about how she's dated like Jack Nicholson and the guy from Million Dollar Listing? Which and, like, I watch Million Dollar people. Listing. I watch Million Dollar Listing. I mean, when she says dating, she means banging, right? Oh, yeah. But like what a life she's lived. I, I love all of her little Again, can she write a book? Does she have one? <sighs> she needs to uh, d- write a book. And it's, I swear to God, you know, this whole con- this whole sex in the city is coming out. She is the sex in the city. I want to know all of these escapades. Me too. Ah, oh, there's a book. Oh, speaking of books, I just listened to the audio, the Jessica Simpson audio book. Is it good? Well, look, everyone was hyping, like, hyping it up saying how, oh, she reveals so much. And look, she kind of does reveal stuff, but I mean, it wasn't that fucking good. It was fine. I enjoyed it. As an audio book, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know me and the audio books, but yeah. like I enjoyed it fine, but I ain't given it a ten out of ten. Like a lot of it, 
I mean, obviously she had a ghost. You could tell she had a ghost writer, and a lot of it has come out of like she she's a she journals. And look, I'm not saying there weren't times I didn't cry along with her, but I mean, it wasn't fantastic. It was fine okay. though. It was fine. It's the kind of thing that I'd say read it, but don't pay for it. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, what did you think about the next scene? This is the only non-Erica scene I'm probably going to talk about. What did you think about the scene at Kyle's house where her daughter Sophia comes home and surprises her other daughter Portia? I thought Portia was just too fucking much. Honestly, Portia is going to be like in 20 years' time, she's obviously going to be on this show, right? Oh, yeah. The dramatics. They I thought get it was that. so funny how Maurizio was like, who's that? Who's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> it's your daughter. She's just wearing a mask. You I know. Your daughter looks like that. Honestly, Maurizio, he was obviously half-baked. I love him. Oh, yeah. I need to see Fully more baked. Maurizio. I just love him. The more I see him, the Me more too. I love him. That's all i got to say about that. Oh, yeah, one other scene without Erica was Doree in her house when they're hanging up this ugly-ass portrait of her on the wall. And she's Ugh. so into it. She's loving herself sick. She even mentioned has been such a swap. She has been. But then I'm wondering, okay, this is, I'm wondering this question. So I actually want an answer to this question on what you think. Are we not getting anything from Dorit and Rina, et cetera, because they're just giving us all the Erica? Is this what it is? Because, again, Dorit's giving me nothing. I mean, fucking PK's giving me more than Dorit. I mean, if they had something good, they'd show it. Yeah, right? that's true. That's true. And, I mean, all we have with Rinna is that her daughter's dating Scott Disick. They talk about it way too much. They're Basically, the next scene after the Dorit ugly-ass portrait, they go into some restaurant. Sutton's got this fucking shirt with a pussy bow on it, whatever. Bitch, she shops off the runway, so I don't ever expect Sutton's – I don't always expect Sutton's clothes to be a hit. Sometimes they're a miss, but I could see it on a runway, right? So I forgive her for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. This is when we get the Kathy filing her nails. I just want more of that. Um, oh, and I loved it when Dorit's like mazel tov. <laughs> and, and Kathy, doesn't, oh, know and Kathy doesn't know what it means. God bless. She thinks it means Merry <laughs> Christmas, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, love it. I mean, and even when like they're talking about the um, Scott Disick stuff, Kathy's like, it could be worse. It's like, uh, yeah, like we all yeah, like the could. shit, the shit that she went through with her kids on, on page six. Like she's like, you know, get some perspective and get out. like, I love her. Like nothing phases Kathy. Could you imagine Kathy getting angry? I couldn't imagine it yet. I, I well, just, she must. She must have. Didn't her and Kyle not speak for years? Oh, like, always. So she all, must have that side to They're us. always on and off. They're always. Yeah. But I can imagine her just going, "I'm not happy about it. Piss off," and just not actually getting emotional. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. And this is when we get Kathy calling Sutton Thomasina love, love, <laughs> and then they address the crystal and the violated of it all. I'm like Crystal. She needs to not give us five definitions of what violated is. And she and with her going, this is I agree with you. And when you're like, I'm back to being on Sutton's side. Me too. I'm like Crystal, especially because it's a girl. Did the same thing. She walked in on someone naked. Kathy did did the same thing to Sutton. Literally walks in a room with a pillow and a fan, and and Sutton's like, I'm naked, and she's like, Yeah, whatever. You're on a girl's trip. It's not. Crystal has every right to sort of. 
feel a bit put off by what happened and have her feelings. But it's also like, yes. well, what do you want Sutton to do? It's happened. I know. Like, sorry, she said, can we sorry. Move? Like, there's nothing else she can do. I'm wondering, and I don't know what you think, but I'm wondering if Crystal went to her room because she's like, because this is her first season, right? So she's on this first trip with the ladies and she's like, what the fuck's going on? This is way crazy. She's overwhelmed. It's probably a long day of filming. She goes to her room, finally gets some privacy and she's feeling overwhelmed, like her anxiety's at a 10 or whatever. And then Sutton walks in and she's just like, can't get a break, can't get away from you all. And it was just the final straw. I'm wondering if that's more what it was. Yeah, it could definitely be that, but also like that that day of filming wasn't that hectic. It's not like there was a huge fight no, that but- was going on, right? Like, it, it, like you know, with uh, in the Hamptons, Ebony mm. went home and had a nap, but like yeah. all the girls were screaming and running yeah. around and yeah. stuff. So it's a bit more like, okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like Crystal, if you're not up. If you're not up for it, you're welcome to not be on the show. Exactly. And I agree with Garcelle. It wasn't intentional, so it's not a violation, and we need to not use that word. And look. Crystal's like saying, you know, this is the definition of violated. We all know where people's heads go when you say the word violated. We think it's something like sexual. We do. We just do. We think it is a sexual, physical violation. It wasn't like you violated my personal space, bitch. Like, come Mm -hmm. on. And I know, again, I've used it in a sentence to back up what Crystal's saying, but that's not what we think. And Sutton's right. Like, you know, this is my reputation. Can you stop saying that word? And Crystal's like, no, I won't. I'm like, <laughs> do I? And then now that you're laughing at it, I'm like, do I kind of love Crystal for doing that? No. I mean, I do I do kind of love that. It's a bit of both. Like, I know, right? And I'm with- loving Sutton and her Mr. Poppins reference. I'm like, and then Garcelle's oh, like, God, did so Mary funny. Poppins have a man? And I don't. I'm like, I love that. I love I it. I thought Beverly Hills bringing for us in I New York know. would be the and second then, sibling at the moment. I know. I never, never would I have thought. And then next time we finally get the ugly leather pants comment from Sutton to Crystal and I'm like, I'm over Crystal in this episode and I cannot hey, wait hey, to get the leather pants comment. See, Sutton was <laughs> like, we were so like ragging on Sutton only a few episodes ago. Oh, I know. We change every week. We change every week. <laughs> So what's her As name? Is our right. Yoga lady, whatever. Come back. <laughs> what's her name? Yeah, you might agree with this. Linda, week, Linda, lady. Linda Yoga Pants or whatever your name is. God bless you. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't walk away, Renee. Um, that's it, man. I think we're done. I think we're done. Just, just quickly. Yes. Are you watching Below Deck Med? Uh, I've, I'm watching it all. I'm like. I'm what are you? Mention it all. Are you, um, are you watching in- Shards of Sunset? Not yet. Oh, you're dead to me. Um, okay, what do you want to ask me about Below Deck Med? What do you want to say? Just first impressions of like the new the new cast and how they're all gelling. Are you enjoying? I am enjoying it. Only been one episode, so I, I'm enjoying okay. it. I want to know what happens with the chef. Like what a fucking lazy bones chef just. Sit no, no. Chair and push through. I don't think he's lazy. I just think I don't know. I shouldn't say I don't think he's lazy. I don't know if he's lazy. He hasn't actually done anything yet. Um, but what do you mean you're overwhelmed, you little drama queen? Like, and what's with all the fucking food that he ordered? Because you know from past experiences on Below Deck, when a chef orders too much food, they're a shit chef, right? 
Yeah. We've seen this before. I've ordered too much food, i.e. I don't know how to cook for these people. Like, as much as I love seeing a new chef and seeing how they cope, Chef Ben is the only chef that can handle a, a charter that ever, right? He's the only chef that actually mm-hmm. plates up these, like, Michelin-style food, which is what all these guests are expecting. They're expecting Michelin-star quality food, right? And yeah. Chef Ben is the only one who's ever delivered that. Oh, and then there was that one that they loved his food and he was like that hippy-dippy guy. Yeah, he was good. He was good. He, he did good food, even though he's a little creepola. I just think it's so funny because Sandy is always helicopter parent in the kitchen. I know. She makes Kiko's life a living hell and this is all calm. I know. She's, yes, I never thought of that. I bet you she's wishing Kiko was there now. Oh, I bet she'd settle for Adam. I uh, bet she'd settle for no, that Russian did. lady that was Wait, there. wait, wait. So she was on, she's on Watch What Happens Live. I just listened to the podcast edition. So she, I think, oh, no, no, it's already up. And they asked her about, they Andy asked questions about certain chefs and she said, which one would you want as your personal chef? And she said, Chef Adam. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Didn't they have a fight when he um, put salt in the food? Was it salt? I don't know. He put something in the food he wasn't supposed to. Onions. That's onion. right. He put onion. salt. <laughs> I'm such a dunce. He put onions in the food. I'm like, what do you mean you'd rather have Chef? Chef Ben is the best chef out of all of them. He's the only one uh-huh. that actually, he's got a catering business. I don't know. Yeah. She just has rotten oh. luck with chefs, and you're right. It's her bad karma for Kiko. And I love how, again, inbred like Beverly Hills, the, mm. the yachting community is because that, yes. that chief too, she used to date that guy from last season. I know, the one from, was he was he Welsh? Jack or something. Yeah, he was Jack. hilarious. You were the fucking names. You're the best. I'm the worst. Yes, oh, he was so funny. I loved him. Yeah. I love he. Well, I don't know if he was Welsh or if he was just from Liverpool with that accent. But anyway, um, I loved him. He anyway, was great. You know, I, lo- I love. I'm really enjoying Below Deck. I love it. I'm glad it's back. Are you watching Below Deck Sailing Yacht? No. Season two is good. Just if you didn't watch season one, don't bother. Season two is good. I've just finished it. It's fucking good. Watch it. You have a whole. Oh, okay. All you right. have a whole season of sailing, and it's good because of the crew, the the ins and the yeah. Now it's it's dead. Look, I'm. Is it? It's not as good as like regular below deck or or med, but it's definitely yeah. If you got if you if you just want to like you know those days where you're like I just want to lay in bed and watch a whole season of something. It's worth watching. Definitely yeah. watch. All right. Yeah. Okay. And can you please get on? Oh, oh, I was going to say, please get on to Shards of Sunset. Are you watching, um, what's it called? The Something Karma Show? I can't think of what it's called. It's What? It's called Family Karma. Are you watching Family Karma? Never heard of it. Oh, my God. It's Watch Family Karma. It's good. So it's another Bravo show, and it's about this Indian community that are really tight-knit in Miami. I'm into it. Okay. It took me a bit. To, like it took me a bit to get into it. Like so, it's only had two seasons. Well, no, we're only in season two. It, season one, it took me a couple of episodes to get into it, but I like it. But you know me, I love walks on TV. So, um, I'm <laughs> right. and but yeah, no, it's really and season two. I think we're only like halfway through or whatever. It's definitely better than season one, but I would still watch season one because just like. Um, Shars, these people actually are friends. 
So I think... Well, I'm in lockdown. All I've got is time, so I may as well. Shars is so good. Honestly, Shars, I would... Like, I don't know what season we're up to, if it's like season eight or nine. I don't know. But... I would go back to season one when they actually were friends. It was great. because I, That's, I think, what I love about it. Like, these people are actually friends. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Family Karma's good. I really likes. Okay. I well, can't believe I you don't should... just watch all the Bravo shows. What's wrong with you? <laughs> i got to work. I've yeah, got to just get up early in the morning and watch it. <laughs> no, I need, I need my eight hours. All right. Bye. Bye.